What's going on? It's your boy, Che Cole, and you're now tuned in to episode 167 of the Cold Therapy Podcast entitled Christ is Lord. Let's get into it. Che Cole, and I'm super excited to get into another episode. And this is a topic that I've been wanting to tackle for months on end now as we continue in this mini series, I guess, this series on uh, on Christ and uh, this Christological, the study of Christ. So we're really looking at the deity of Christ. We're looking at, uh, we talked about a revelation of Christ, a revelation of who Jesus is, right? We talked about Christ as Savior, and today we get to talk about Christ as Lord, Christ as Lord. And this is a topic that I've been wanting to tackle for months on end because I think we have a great understanding, as I mentioned last week, of Christ as Savior. And we broke that down even further um, so that you have scripture to support uh, your beliefs and our beliefs as believers in Jesus Christ. And so now we're going to talk about Christ as Lord. Now this is important. This is uh, critical to our walk. This is critical to our perspective of faith. And I'm going to help you uh, tackle it, not as scripturally heavy uh, today, uh, just because I think we, we kind of tackle a little bit of both last week. So um, there is scripture here, of course, but uh, I really want to deal with uh, this idea of Christ as Lord because I think it it shapes and and transforms how we look at life, how we look at things that are occurring in our lives. And so uh, let's go ahead and just start with Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 36. It says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assured, assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ, both Lord and and Christ. So this is Norman Peter's uh, great sermon uh, that he that he gives. And he says, therefore, let all of the house of Israel know that Jesus, whom you crucified, is Lord and Christ. So we broke down what Christ is, what Christ means, right? Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen one, Lord. We'll look at that just in a second. Right. But let's look at Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11. It says, therefore, God has Highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name. Come on, somebody. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Right. So uh, every y'all know it. every knee will bow. Every tongue shall confess that what? Jesus Christ is Lord. So we see uh, the lordship of Jesus Christ in these two um, two scriptures. And so when you look at Lord, uh, some of y'all will, will like this part, because when you look at uh, when you look at the word uh, in, in the original in the original language, it uh, it is 
kurios, right? It's kurios. That, that's what Lord is uh, in the original language there. And so look at this definition so that we can come to a, 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 a common understanding. It says, he to whom a person or thing belongs about which he has the power of deciding. Uh-oh. Master, Lord, right? And so when you look at some of the other definitions here, and this is just straight from the Blue Letter Bible. That's a great resource for those of you uh, who want to look at the original language um, because we understand that the Bible was not written in English. Uh, if that is your language, that you, your uh, first language wasn't written uh, in English, uh, but it was Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic. And so uh, it's important that we look at the original language because sometimes the words aren't uh, are, are lined up uh, in terms of how we translate them. But uh, let's look at this. It says the possessor and disposer of a thing, the owner, one who has control of the person, the master. Uh, it is also the title given to God, the Messiah. Right. So we've seen that as in Jesus Christ is Lord. So we know the Messiah is Lord. So it's just saying uh, Jesus is God in, a, in another sense there. When you look at uh, Jesus Christ as Lord. And so uh, so here is where we really want to start to shift the conversation a little bit, because Luke six uh, and verse 46, it says, but why? This is Jesus talking. This is in red. It says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do the things which I say? Let's keep reading that uh, because it gets better and better. Uh, and so it, in verse 47, it says, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug a deep, who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock. Come on, somebody. Uh, verse 49 says, but he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. What is Jesus talking about here? He says, look, to those of you who who will proclaim Jesus is Lord, but not do not follow the instructions of the Lord. He's going to show you what he's like. He's going to show you what he is if he does do the things right. And so uh, he says he's built on a firm foundation. If he follows the instructions of the Lord, if he heeds the instructions of the Lord, that is for a few of you who you've been wondering, why? Why am I following Jesus? Why do I make these decisions? Why did I make this choice? And why does it seem like in the midst of chaos, I can still sustain it's because Jesus is Lord. Right. And for the person uh, who who proclaims that and doesn't heed the instruction of the Lord. It's like they're still ruined. The foundation isn't firm. The foundation isn't stable. Right. So that's what we're talking about. Luke six, verse forty six through forty seven. OK. And so it's important that we understand those those key uh, key scriptures there. And especially Luke 6, 46 through uh, the end there, because 
if Jesus is Lord, or let me say it this way because I don't like to, uh, to proclaim uncertainty. And so since Jesus is Lord, that means that he's Lord over my life. He's Lord over uh, my will. He's Lord over my decisions. And so when we treat God as a side piece, then our foundation isn't stable, right? That's the whole point of this, to understand that Jesus is Lord. If he is truly Lord, if he is your Lord and Savior, Lord comes first. Uh, you would, uh, if you, uh, if you notice that when we repeat that, right? But when we understand that Jesus is Lord, that means my decision making, the choices I make, the moves I make, everything has to be centered around Jesus said the problem is we have a lot of people that want to be self-made. We want to be this. We want to make our own decisions. We can't wait to be this. We can't wait to be that. But when Jesus is Lord, that means every decision that I make, every single situation that I uh, come in contact with, that I face, that will help change your perspective on some of the hell that you've caught, on some of the trouble that you have caught. Because Jesus is Lord. They, he, it didn't catch anything by surprise. Nothing that you have ever experienced has caught him by surprise. He is Lord of all. He is king of kings and lord of lords as revelation tells us and so it's important that we have that perspective to know that whatever it is that i'm going through because look i know it can be hard sometimes to deal with these situations i i understand that there are things that you want in life there are things that you uh you can't seem to fathom how it is that uh, these people who don't even believe in you, uh, these people are out here wilding. These people aren't keeping your commandments, God. They aren't following your your word. Yet it seems like they're prospering. It seems like they're getting all these different things. But we can't look at every other person's perspective of life because some of the things that they have, may, it may not even be a blessing. It may not even be good for them. Right. And so with Jesus is as Lord, when I make Jesus my personal Lord and Savior, I know that he has my best interests at heart. He has my best interests in mind, that he wouldn't leave me nor forsake me. That uh, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and addeth no sorrow. Right. I, and trust me, I understand because I'm right in the middle of some decisions. I'm right in the middle of some circumstances where I'm, I'm like, God, like, uh, is it, this got to be the job? Like, Lord, you know, this is the job that I want. You know, this is the career I want. You know, this is that. And, and this is what I would love to happen in my life. But Jesus is Lord. So God, you know best. <laughs> I know this is what I want. But Lord, what do you want for my life? What do you will for my life? And that is a perspective that many of us don't carry. Because we're so caught up in how things are and uh, how we can just make moves and do this. and do, We can't wait to get out of our parents' house. We couldn't wait to do this. We couldn't wait to be on our own. And then the bill showed up. <laughs> you couldn't wait to do this. You couldn't wait to do that. But now you're left with a responsibility. But luckily for us as believers, when we have a perspective of Jesus as Lord, we understand that he won't leave me nor forsake me. His plans are better than mine. His ways are higher than mine. His plan is much better than anything that I could ever ask, dream, or imagine. He's the God of exceedingly abundantly. And so with Jesus as Lord, what I really want you to understand, it's not about the material stuff. It's not about those things. It's not about um, experiencing the abundance in material and the tangible and, and those things. But it's also to say, have you submitted 
your life fully to Christ? Have you submitted your will, your desires, those things fully to Christ to know that life isn't my own? So it's not about my preference. It's about his purpose. Right. And, and I'm going to tackle this a lot later uh, eventually. But we really have to ask God to change our appetite, to change our attractions, because at G- with Jesus as Lord, right, there's certain things that in my fleshly nature are contrary to what God has planned for me, what God envisions for my life with him as Lord of my life. It changes things. And so to fully submit to God, that means my plan has to go out the window. My desires that are fleshly, that are carnal, have to go out of the window. I have to submit those things to Christ. And some of those things, it's not to suggest, because I can hear some of you saying, well, uh, doesn't the Bible say that he'll give you the desires of your heart? Yes, and, and that is true. That is what the word says. But also, we have to understand which desires are from him and which ones are are not of him, okay? And also to understand that maybe we're looking at how we're supposed to achieve these things, how we're supposed to obtain these things. It's in his plan. And so some of you have escalated. You've uh, tried to do the quick and easy route to getting what it is that God desires for you or you've been tempted in certain areas to get things out of season. But with Jesus as Lord, there's also these things called the fruit of the spirit. And one of those is patience. One of those is long suffering to know that with Jesus as Lord, Jesus has conquered everything, uh, everything that we would ever go through in this life. You will have trials of many kind, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Right. And so with that revelation, with that understanding, that's in John. um, With that revelation, with that understanding, Jesus as Lord, it says, my God cannot fail. He will not fail me. That the, the desires that I have. Right. I may have to give up some of them, but I know that ultimately what God has for me is better than what I had planned for myself, what I thought I wanted, right? And so what happens is we, we just think that our way is so much better. We think that our plan is just so much better, right? And so we'll quote Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, but that is God speaking, for God knows the plans that he has for you, not the plans that you have that I will bless because you brought the plan to me. No, it's For I know God speaking, God telling Jeremiah, I know the plan that I have for you. Right. And so that's why when I quote Psalm 139, when it talks about being skillfully wrought um, and uh, beautifully and wonderfully made. Right. And it says uh, all the days were fashioned for me in your book. Right. He's writing in the psalm. All the days have been fashioned for me in your book. What did God write in the book for your life? What did he write? That is submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ to say, Lord, your plan is better. Your way. I know you want the job. I know you want the the money. And and trust me, this is this is uh, convicting for me. This is challenging for me. I could only speak this thing if I didn't understand it myself and have to experience it for myself to know, Lord, I know 
I'm qualified. I know I'm capable. Why isn't it happening? That's a real experience and it's okay, right? To, I'm telling you now that I go through, I experience the same. I know you want, you want the, the spouse, you want the house, you want the, the car, the money, the salary, right? The ministry, these things. It's like submitting to God is like, it's not time yet. Or it may not ever be time. But trust that what I have for you is meant for you, designed specifically for you. And so to tie this all together with some of the previous episodes, look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3. It says, therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. This is exactly what is meant a couple of weeks ago when we said that. You need a divine revelation of Christ. No one can say Jesus is Lord except through the Holy Spirit. And so is the spirit who leads us and guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth. And (laughs) Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No one gets to the father except through him. Right. John 14, 6. And so it is through this revelation of Jesus as Lord. That comes through the Holy Spirit. That changes how we view the situations. I don't have to worry about where the job, where the money, where the bill, how the bill is going to get paid, where I'm going to go to school, where my children are going to go. All these different things where the husband, where the wife is, uh, the, the career, the house, all the different things, all the different cares in the world. With Jesus as Lord. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. You don't have to be anxious for these things because I have a revelation of Christ as my Lord that says he is guiding me. He is the one in control of me. He is controlling the decisions. He's controlling because I have submitted to his lordship because I have to submit to his lordship as well. Right. And so because I am his creation, I am God's creation and my Lord is Jesus. My master is Jesus. I belong to him. He has the deciding power in my life. Every decision is submitted to him. Every thought is submitted to him, taking every thought captive and making obedient to the spirit of God. Right. That is submitting to the lordship of Christ every single day. Ask God. Here's a challenge for you this week. In every decision that you make, ask God how he wants you to move. Ask God how he wants you to navigate the decisions, how he wants you. Maybe some of you are already doing that. Every single thought, every single action. Ask God how he can get the glory out of your life each and every day, each and every decision, each and every move that you make. Submit it to, to God. The decision to go back to school, the decision to put in that job application where the job application should be, where you should go to school, what you should eat. It could be as simple as that with Jesus as Lord, the Lordship of Christ, surrendering to that because Jesus is Lord, Lord of Lords. Right. So I hope this episode uh, encouraged you, inspired you, um, gave you a revelation of Christ as Lord or a reminder of Christ as Lord, um, because I think it's super Critical that we understand that and it changes how we move about life, how we navigate life to know that Jesus is Lord. 
And so my decisions must, it, I don't even think it's a matter of consulting God. I, don't, I think it's, God is, is, I've talked to him before I made a decision. I've, I've, uh, I've made him the center of my decisions, the center of my being, the center of my life. He's not a side piece. Jesus is everything. God is everything to me. So that's going to do it for this episode. As always, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to it on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, um, share it with someone, uh, do all the all the YouTube things. And um, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, threads, all that at Cold Therapy. And that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, I am your host, Che Cole. Peace.